today's episode comes from an Instagram live that I did with the amazing self-made millionaire Megan Chong. So if we mention things like hitting the like button or whatever (laughs) we talked about, that's why the content is invaluable. Megan gives you all her best tips on how to create a better money mindset and and how to attract more money into your life. So please enjoy this amazing conversation. Hi, I'm Brim Bamber and this is the Burnout to Brilliant podcast where you'll learn how to go from overworked and overwhelmed to a place where you realize your sensitivity is your greatest gift and you're energized by both your work and your life. Here we go. Hey, we're going to talk about all things money, sacred money goals, money beliefs from childhood, how to change them. Megan is an expert on this. Hi, Becky. And she's going to tell us everything. So let's hop in. Welcome. Why don't you start by introducing yourself? Tell everyone who you are. Yeah, thanks for having me here, Bryn. Um, my name is Megan Tong. <laughs> I was once an accountant in a former life, a CPA. And then I started my own business making Australian style meat pies. It's in Toronto. We had three locations and we made these amazing, delicious, personal sized meat pies. And then I sold that business in 2018 and became a financial planner and money coach. And I would look into people's like very specific finances. I would look at all their bank statements, all their credit card statements and everything like that. We would organize it. And when I was doing that, I realized that the thing that the actual thing that separates wealthy people from people who struggle with money is not a specific spreadsheet or a specific bank account setup. It is only how they think about money. And I just saw this proven over and over and over again. Anytime I would talk to people about money. (laughs) And when I looked at my own money, like I didn't use these systems that I was like using with my clients. um, And yet I am wealthy. So that's when I realized that it's all about what we're thinking. It's all about the mindset. And I moved over to mindset coaching. So now I'm a money mindset coach, which means that I help people make a lot more money doing what they love. And then I help them use that money in a way that creates the life that they really, really want. That's what I do these days. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to dig into your backstory a little bit more before we like go into all the tips and what everyone needs to be doing. And you can share as much or as little as you feel comfortable. I know a little bit about your backstory, so I'm not going to say it unless you are willing to say it. But I want to know a little bit about your personal journey with money and how you've gotten to the place. You know, you said you're wealthy, how you've gotten to this Place, what your own journey with that is and maybe if you want to talk about what financial freedom is and if you want to say anything more about that yeah sure okay so um you know from a young age I've always 
loved money and loved talking about money. My parents always kind of instilled that like money is important. Um, and uh, because my dad grew up really poor and he didn't have a lot of money. So he always like instilled that in us. Um, and ultimately that's why I became an accountant because I was like, oh, I like money. I like helping people with money. I'm going to become an accountant. And I always had it in my mind that I wanted to be financially free. Like when I say always, I think like from the time that I started working and actually going to an office, I was like, Oh my God, like every day going to the office, it just wasn't for me. And it, I wanted to have options. And what financial freedom for me is, is just having enough money to be able to support all of your living expenses without needing to work anymore. So it's kind of like retirement, right? That's like what a retiree is, right? It's someone who's like built up enough money and they don't need to work anymore to like furnish their lifestyle. So that's what financial freedom is, as, as I define it. Um, and I achieved that at the age of 32. I'm 34 now. So <laughs> yeah, which is really, really exciting. So from a young age, I always wanted to do that, like from when I started working in accounting and really, really working um, in my career. And then from there, I just, you know, read a lot of books and figured out what I wanted to do. I and early on, I got into real estate investing which is kind of something that's interesting because a lot of people perceive it to like have a lot of risk, right? So they're like, oh, I've thought about investing in real estate, but like, what about the crazy tenants? And what happens if like your house has like a huge defect and the roof caves in and like blah, 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 right? And it very interestingly, and when I actually picked it apart, like how do I think differently from that? Um, because that person doesn't invest in real estate, right? That person just like, right. I don't know, maybe they put all their money in a savings account. Maybe they don't have savings. I'm not sure. Um, everyone does different things. But for me, I was thinking like, this is an amazing investment vehicle. What if I actually create enough money to like stop working, stop needing to work by the time I'm like 45. In my mind, it was like 45. <laughs> I was like, that's like a realistic amount of time. But what ended up happening was like the market did way better even than anyone predicted. And I achieved my goals so much faster. But the whole genesis of it was having the focus on like what there was to gain as opposed to like everything that could go wrong. And it's the same right. kind of that enabled me to start Kanga as well. It's like, what if we grow this amazing meat pie empire and everyone loves this as opposed to like, what if nobody likes what we sell? What if no one wants to buy it? What if we rent a place downtown and we go bust and go bankrupt, right? So focusing less on that and focusing more on the possibilities. Yeah, I love that. And so you achieved financial freedom mostly through real estate. Was Kanga part of that? Like, tipping you over the edge or was Kanga like your retirement business? No, yeah, no, I definitely wasn't. Hey, Lisa, um, I definitely wasn't retired when I had Kanga. Um, Kanga contributed a little bit to the whole financial plan, but not nearly as much as people would think. They're like, oh my gosh, you grew this pie empire and then you sold it. You must've made like millions of dollars on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no one was driving a Porsche after like selling their restaurant, unless it's like a restaurant that like IPO'd or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So can get contributed a little bit, but I have to say that it was mostly the real estate that enables us to do um, what we do and to be financially free. Like by us, I mean, my husband and my son and I. <laughs> yeah. And so 
going from there, like this isn't necessarily about investing in real estate. That's one option for people, but it's about the mindset that let you go like all in or like go big into this vehicle, which you believed in and which worked out for you and people, you know, watching or listening. It's not like, it's not about the how it isn't just real estate that helped you create this. It's like the mindset and that mindset can be applied to a bunch of different areas. And like my, my people, you know, I want to invite them to tune into their intuition and feel into what the right vehicle is for you. 100. And use what we're, we're talking about here for whatever that vehicle is. Yes, totally. And I don't want people during this live or looking at this later to think like, oh my gosh, I have to invest in real estate. No, no, right. no. That is not our message here at yeah. all, at all, right? It, that is just one way. So all here's what we really want to communicate. All of the ways work. All of them work. Okay? Like whether you want to do like stock market or like even like, you know, just, you just want to work a lot and put it all in savings or you like want to invest in real estate. All of the ways work, right? It's kind of like weight loss. Like all of the ways do work, right? right? So it's about picking one and then committing to it. As and then you said. not quitting. Yeah. Not quitting. Exactly. Yeah. And when you get little hangups, right? Not as soon as you get a little hang up, not thinking like, oh my God, this was a bad idea in the first place. Let's just forget this decision entirely and go over to like invest in the stock market instead. And like now I'm investing in cannabis stocks. And yesterday I was investing in real estate. Not doing that, right? Because that's the same right. thing like doing keto one day, paleo the next day, the tomato diet the next day. That doesn't work. What does right. work is picking something and then really getting into that decision and sticking with it and managing our minds through all of the crap that comes up, because no matter what way you pick, there will be those little pitfalls and those little failures. That's just going to make you better. Right? right. So instead of like seeing those little failures as like time to like jump off the road, like that's the time to stick it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the reason I wanted you all to know Megan's backstory is so that you listen up. <laughs> Because she is not one of these financial freedom coaches who hasn't done it herself. She has done it herself. So that is why I wanted you to know a little bit of the how and Megan's story. And now we're going to get into what you need to do now that your ears are perked because you know she knows what she's talking about. I want to get into more of the, the content. So we can start anywhere. We had a discussion beforehand where we talked about a bunch of different topics. Why don't I just start with this? What is your best advice for someone who wants to grow their net worth, who wants to, you know, maybe they don't want to be financially free, maybe they do, but they want to move towards a place where they have, you know, a better relationship with money, less stress about it, yeah. less fear about it. What do you say? What's your best advice? Okay, here's my best advice. You're gonna sit down. It's an exercise, I guess. You're gonna sit down for five minutes and you're gonna like write down everything that you're thinking about money, right? Like, what are your thoughts about it? Uh, what are your thoughts about making it? What are your thoughts about having it? What are your thoughts about spending it? What are your thoughts about 
people who have a lot of money, people who don't have a lot of money. So just like looking inside your brain and seeing what all is there, because most people have no idea what they're thinking about money. They don't really examine that consciously. They just like, it's just like the water that they're swimming in. And they just think that it's like the truth, like rich people are jerks or rich people have done something bad to like rich people are greedy, things like that. Or like, um, the only way you can make a lot of money is like by taking advantage of people like things like that, that you want to just see like what you're thinking and gain some awareness around it. And then you want to just like look at all of those thoughts and identify which ones are not compatible with what you want to create in life. Right. And that, and then like, of course, like coaching is going to help you do that. And like your coach is going to like help you pick that apart and all of that. And then like create new beliefs. So I definitely, definitely like recommend coaching to everyone. Coaching will totally change your life, but even just that bringing your awareness from like almost zero to like one or two yeah. will change your life. <laughs> yeah. And I think like one thing for me is like, there's something about consistency here. So I am not as much of a money expert as you are, Megan. And I have been on my own journey with my money mindset and my relationship with it. And I think one of the things that was a hang up for me at a certain point was like, I would do that once. Mm. I would do the whole thought down or I would get whatever, you know, I would read a money book and they would tell me to do this and I would, I would do it and then it wouldn't really work because I would do it once every three months or something, right? Like I'd like, you know, I would watch a live with you and I would be like, okay, I write down the exercise and I would do it. And then I would be like, well, it didn't work. Megan's wrong. I did it yeah. once. And when my relationship really started to shift with money was when I started doing this kind of thing. And as you said, like there's so many pathways and so many exercises even to look at your money beliefs. But when I started doing it consistently, and when I say consistently, I mean every day. When I say every day, I mean I miss days. Like I'm not perfect and I don't want anyone to listen to this and think like, oh, I have to be perfect. And if I miss a day, I'm screwed. But like, there's a big difference by setting the intention to do something daily versus once every three months. And then being like, well, you know, I for a while had the story of like, I can figure out a bunch of things in my life. A lot of things in my life are coming together, but this is the one thing. In this way, I'm broken. <laughs> and it seems to be unfixable because I'm doing what all the gurus are saying, and it's not working. And I think that also ties into why coaching is so helpful, because mm -hmm. when you work with a coach and you do this every week and then you have, like, homework or things you're working on, like, that helps create that consistency. So I think, I think that's an important thing for people to hear like if you do this once yes it's going to have a little bit of an impact like a positive impact but it's probably not going to have the level of impact that you want and so in my experience it doesn't have to be daily but like at least weekly I would say doing an exercise like this mm -hmm. if you want to make change at a speed that actually feels like change it's yeah. happening.
Totally. Yeah. And then looking for how things are changing. But I like the way you said, like, my relationship with money. That's a really, really empowering context, by the way. Like, to think about money as, like, something that you can have a relationship with. Like, that you can love not in like a greedy way but just like in the in a loving way right and what would you do if you were in a relationship with money would you just like neglect it for like three months and then come once every quarter and be like hey I'm here like let's go on a date like that would not be conducive to having an amazing relationship right so if you think about money like if you think about it like that just having a relationship with it and you can even think about having a relationship with money is like kind of like having a relationship with your future self right that's what savings and money is is it's like right. keeping that for your future self right so you can even think about it as like having a relationship with taking care of your future self and money is part of that so if you were inside of a relationship yeah would you literally just show up every three months like bang on the person's door and be like hey you're not giving me what i want let's have sex <laughs> sorry yes exactly <laughs> like why aren't you giving me everything that i want like i'm here i came three months ago go to and like right or like you, it would be something that you would actually have to nurture just like in a real human relationship so thinking about like being in a relationship with money is really really helpful that's a, a helpful context for a lot of my clients yeah so I love that you're dating money <laughs> everyone who wants a better relationship with money you're think about your dating them and yeah how often are you going to go on dates is it once every three months once every six months are you willing to show up more often and work on that relationship and just to say again as a, a less advanced money mindset person sometimes you have to come to a neutral place with money before you can go to love oh yes so <laughs> I think Love is amazing. And when you can get to a place where you're like, you know what you want to use it for, and it's aligned with your heart and, you know, like, and your values and your ethics and all the things, then that's when you can develop this loving relationship with it. But the, the first step is to, if you have a hate relationship with it, or you feel like it's not giving you what you want, you know, to come even to a place of like, neutral to look at numbers as math and mm -hmm. to think about it that way is like kind of a bait it's kind of like the same like on a health kind of journey sometimes you have to come to a neutral relationship with your body before you can love your body if you have been programmed to hate your body so yeah totally i'm gonna always provide the like <laughs> less advanced perspective yeah. Oh, thank you for that. That's really, really good. Yeah, you're not going to go from hating money and thinking it's like the bane of your existence to like being full on like lovers with it necessarily. But coming to a neutral place is like worlds apart from like thinking that it's like horrible or that it always causes you stress and everything like that. And coming to a place of like sufficiency and neutrality also and the biggest thing like the biggest biggest thing that makes a difference I think in building wealth is understanding that money does not mean anything about you it doesn't mean anything about that other person who is wealthy or struggles with money it doesn't mean anything about you and your intrinsic worthiness or about your self-discipline or about like right 
good a person you are in the world, right? And when we give, but that a lot of thoughts like that, like permeate our culture kind of thing. But when we give money that kind of meaning, that's when it becomes like very, very charged for us, right? right? That's what gives us the action of not being able to like talk about money because it's like you might make that person feel bad or like you might start to feel inadequate yourself. The only reason you have those feelings is because you're somehow associating money with some kind of meaning and money can be completely neutral just like the weather right like I wrote one of my posts money is like money is like rain it's like shrimp it's like this cup of water like it's neutral it doesn't like mean anything about you like if you like shrimp or if you hate shrimp it doesn't it, or if you have shrimp in your fridge or you don't have shrimp in your fridge right it doesn't mean anything about you so just dissociating whatever you're making money mean about you as a person or about somebody else and noticing also when you do it to other people too right and trying to like pick that apart in your brain because it doesn't have to mean anything at all yeah and you know i think in our culture too there's all this shame around debt and i don't remember the percentage but it's like it's kind of like everyone has that i know it's not everyone many people <laughs> A high percentage of people have debt and there's all this shame and nobody talks about it and everyone pretends they don't have it or like, you know, keeps that to the side. And again, it's true when, yeah, there's shame about something, shame creates secrecy, right? <laughs> like the shame voices are like, don't talk about it, don't tell anyone. And the one of the deep healing things about doing money work and, and work on your shame about debt if you have it, or, you know, there are lots of people who don't have debt and also have shame about, I'm not that disciplined. I love that you said that. I feel like that's a pretty common one, you know, have a certain, or I don't make, I, you know, I want to take my family on vacation and I, I don't have enough money for that, whatever it is. And there's shame around it. The thing that looking at this from like a place of compassion and love for yourself, it can be deeply healing and then starting to talk about it, you know, maybe with your friends or whoever. And often when we share our shame story, whatever it is in whatever area of our life, there's a lot of people who say, oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also have debt and I feel shame or I also want to take my family to this amazing place and I can't, and I feel like I'm not a good provider because of that. And yeah. to hear that, like, oh, I'm not, again, like, I at one point had some story that, like, I'm broken in this area, mm -hmm. which really does not attract money, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't recommend it. So coming to, to a place where you're starting to talk about it, you know, you don't have to post on social media your net worth or anything like that, but, like, to have a conversation with a good friend and say like, this is something I'm working on can be deeply healing to know you're not alone. A lot of people have, you know, struggles with their relationship. And this also is like, regardless of net worth. Oh, there are yeah. some people who are quote unquote, financially free, who still feel yeah. scared <laughs> yes. that it's not going to be enough. And mm -hmm. still like, I think that's an important point too. And maybe you can speak a little more to this about how, yeah, like the, the mindset piece, it actually has nothing to do with the number in your bank account. 
Absolutely nothing. Yes, totally. So you know what I was talking before about like money is neutral, right? Like money is a neutral circumstance. Like as you said, oh, by the way, I wanted to like pick up on what you were saying about like if you have debt and you feel shame or even if you don't have debt and you feel shame on your money, I want to challenge you to like put your like courage and your like brave pants on and go talk to two people about it because you will blow your mind exactly as Bryn said like I have my clients do this sometimes when when it's like um you know like an appropriate exercise for them and every time they're like oh my god I couldn't believe that the people that I spoke to they like you said like they also had debt or they had the same thoughts and everything like that so your perspective will be completely changed by talking to close people about money I really challenge you to do that everyone honestly like whether you have shame or not it's so enlightening but talking about money as a neutral circumstance, yes, money is very, very neutral, right? Like, as you said, Bren, there are people with, like, literally millions of dollars, like, liquid money inside their bank account, and they're so stressed about money. They're like, oh, my God, what if, like, this happens? What if the market crashes? And yet there are people who, like, have $5 in their bank account or who have negative $10,000, and they don't think anything of it. They're totally like, you know what? I got a roof over my head. I have food in the fridge. I am good. I have people that I love, people who love me. And they feel completely sufficient. And that's how we know that money can't give you any feeling, right? Only your own thoughts about your money can give you a feeling, can produce something for you. So the great news here, right? Uh, otherwise, like everyone who had a million dollars in the bank account would feel the exact same way. Everyone who had negative $10,000 in the bank account right. would feel Right. But we don't. We all feel different ways because of how we're thinking about it. So what I was going to say, well, the great news here is that that means that you can feel any way you want about your neutral circumstance, which is your money right now, simply by how you think about it, how you choose to think about it. Right. And that's the whole message in coaching and why that even matters. Why would you even want to feel good and feel sufficient is because like, as you were saying, Bryn, when you have those feelings, you're going to create more of the results that you want. If you're shaming yourself and making yourself feel bad and beating yourself up, guess what? Your money results are going to reflect all of that. Cause you're not even going to want to look at your money right. anymore avoid it right so when you can create like some better feelings around your money you will see your results start to shift and that all comes from like how you're thinking about it so like how you're thinking like thoughts that are like helpful are things like this doesn't have to be complicated I can do this I can learn this I've learned hard things before and I can learn this too like money is just right. math there's nothing like mysterious about money, guys. <laughs> like people think like, oh my God, it's so confusing. No, 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 there's nothing mysterious about it, right? It's not like, it's not like I'm telling you to like build a rocket ship and send it to Saturn. Like it's like, there's nothing mysterious about it. It's just like plus minus like multiple multiplication, right? So really like having thoughts like that are so helpful to like helping you manage your money. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think one thing I work with my clients on is like when you're in fight or flight, like when you're in an anxiety place, a stress response place about money, it's very hard to have like creative ideas out of the box thinking when your nervous system is in fight or flight, you're like looking for like fight or flight is designed to help you get to safety when there is like a bear or some sort of emergency physical threat to your well-being so your blood goes away from your brain 
and it goes to your limbs so you can run <laughs> it goes to your jaw so you can bite and fight and so it can feel when you are in, having like a, a nervous system response and this is like can be caused by your thoughts right like i don't have enough money doesn't make me feel calm personally <laughs> it makes no. me start to feel like oh no and now i have to fix it. there's this big problem and i have to fix it and it's hard to do math when you're in fight or flight and it's hard to think of creative solutions so you know baby steps at a time to start to have like you know more neutral thoughts to start right like to mm -hmm. start to think like yeah exactly what you said like money is learnable i think that's such a good one like having a good i think for a long time for me i also had the belief that like money mindset was like unchangeable and i had like mm -hmm. you know had some sort of experience you know, with like my, my parents' money mindset and people I knew's money mindset. And I was like, had this certain, you know, money temperature or money mindset and that like, that isn't changeable. So one like super helpful thought to start is like money mindset's a learnable skill. Mm, yes. It's a changeable thing. And if you even just start there and then you can start to, build like belief on top of that foundation and start to see like I'm at a point in my journey now when I find a negative thought about money I'm like ooh, this is like exciting this is like another thought to like look at and decide if I want to keep it decide if it feels like you know there are certain I have a certain set of ethics and so there are certain thoughts I want to keep that are not positive <laughs> and but there are a lot of negative thoughts that are up there that mm -hmm. as I discover them, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like one of the things I've been discovering recently is that like my brain likes to think very short term about money. Okay. Like if I look at my bank account and it's at a certain number and then I look at it the next day and it goes up or it goes down, my brain is like, if it goes down, my brain's like, oh no. Even though it's like, I wanted to buy that pair of jeans. I wanted to buy those groceries or whatever. Like it's not, but my brain's automatic response is like very short term thinking mm -hmm. about money. Whereas like one of the things I'm developing is like, okay, what's the impact in three years? What's the impact in five years? Which I think, you know, it sounds like that was part of your journey too, being like, what if I could do this by the time I was 45? And you started to look, 15 years ahead and and work towards that and it actually manifested way faster but yeah. it was almost because you allowed or like you can tell me if you agree with this but like it seems like perhaps it was because you allowed yourself to look so far in the future and develop this longer term like more holistic less like yeah short-term yeah, yeah less short-term relationship with money that yeah. allowed you to like take the real estate risks if we will call them some people will call them risks some people will like you might call them just like not risks I don't know <laughs> right but yeah. like yeah I'll let you speak to that I said a lot <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely right it's like looking into the future putting things 
to perspective. Um, and knowing, I think like this sufficiency is a huge thing. Like when I first started out, like my, my journey in real estate, like I just like lived in the basement of one of the houses that I owned. And like, it was like, you know, it had six foot ceilings and I lived there with my boyfriend at the time. And like, I didn't think anything of it, right? Like, it's like, I just thought like, oh, this is great. I'm building wealth. Like, you know, I, I used to pay to like be a part of like a real estate investment club, which was, like was a lot of money for me at the time. It was like $250 a month. But like, it was all with like the future vision in mind and knowing that like, I literally had everything that I needed. I didn't need like a big, beautiful right. house. People don't need a big, beautiful house to be happy. When you know that you can create happiness and sufficiency inside your brain with your own thoughts, you become so much less attached to like that $20 and that $50 because you know that you don't really need that to like make yourself feel good. Right, because you're getting yourself like to do my language, you're getting yourself out of fight or flight. Yeah. Because when you're like, oh my God, I need this or I'm going to die, you're coming from like a fear place. You're bringing your nervous system into this unhelpful place. And when you're in sufficiency, you're grounded, right? And yeah. then you can connect to bigger picture thinking. Okay. Yeah. So I have like two more questions for you. Okay. Um, like any last, the first one is any last thoughts, exercises you want people to take away from this conversation? I know we had a list. We didn't even like get to all the things on our list. So maybe we'll have to do this again <laughs> one day. <laughs> but um, what, what do you want people to take away? What can they maybe implement right away? Yeah. Okay. So one of my first biggest tips is um, a lot of times we think that like whatever programming around money came from like our past, like our parents, especially, especially our parents, how they were about around money and other people around us, knowing that like thinking like that and taking on their ideas about money, what that's going to do is create the same results as what they achieved. Not that I'm saying like what our parents said was good or bad or anything like that. But if you want to break out of that and achieve something different, you need to go look at what the people who have what you want, how they think about money and be willing right. to take your programming and to like kind of put it in the garbage, <laughs> you know, whatever isn't serving you inside of your current programming to be able to like, um, like to be willing to think differently to at least try on some new ways of looking at it. So just know that like, if you start taking on all the ideas of like person A, you are going to create the results of person A, which can be really great, or it can be not great. So if you're seeing someone who's struggling with money, do not take on their money ideas. <laughs> do not take their money advice. Do not take what right. they able to afford things that are, or investing or like starting a business. You don't want to like take their ideas as truth because you're just going to create the results that they have created for themselves. So, you know, if your parents, you may love them dearly, but you don't love their money results. If the, you don't love their money results, then don't, you don't, you, you're, there's nothing saying that you have to keep thinking the way that they think, right? You can think, any way that you want at any given time. So that's my biggest piece of advice. Just because like you've thought it in the past doesn't mean you have to keep thinking it. <laughs> I love that, yeah. So important. And I think the starting point is just like awareness. Mm -hmm. Like if that is the case with your parents or the grownups that raised you, to look at like what thoughts 
did they pass down? And then to like, yeah, to kind of audit them to be like, do <laughs> I like this thought? Yeah. You know, do it, is it serving yeah. me? Is it, is it bringing me towards the future that I want? And then, you know, starting to awareness is always the first step and things start to shift as soon as you shine the light of awareness on them. So if people are feeling like overwhelmed by this and there are 45 things I need to do, even just like starting to bring awareness to thoughts that you don't like, things are going to shift automatically. So yeah. I love that exercise. I think that's great. Okay, my last question is if people want to know more about you, if they want to work with you, they want to follow you, like how do they find you? Yeah. All the things is like Instagram so you can just follow me and like I put all of all of my stuff there all of my thinking <laughs> all of and so you can see how how I think and how I think about money and how I think about sales and making money inside of your business I also have a newsletter you can join it at my website which is coachmegantong.com and if you want to chat further about coaching, you can just DM me or you can go book a consult right on my website and we will set aside an hour just for you to talk about everything that's going on for you and everything that you want to create. And then I'll show you how coaching and how working together can get you there a whole lot faster. And, you know, regardless of whether you move forward with coaching or not, you will see something new for yourself inside of that consult. So if that's something that you're like a little bit interested in, I want to encourage you to take action on that interest, to take action from your future self, to take action inside of the possibility of being of having everything that you want, especially in the area of money and to go ahead and reach out. Yay. I love that. And as well, if anyone has a sacred money goal, join at the link in my bio on Instagram. Okay. Thank you so much, Megan, for being here. This was fun. I learned something. I, I think this was super, super valuable. So I really encourage anyone to go Take one small action, doesn't matter which one, but things really start to change when, when we put this, when the rubber hits the road, when we put this into practice. So that's my challenge for everyone. Love it. Thanks so much for having me, Bryn. This is fun. Okay. Yay. Okay. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to pick up my free guide, Reduce Stress and Get an Hour of Your Day Back. You can find that at brynbamber.com slash relax. That's B-R-Y-N-B-A-M-B-E-R dot com slash relax. Have a lovely and relaxing day.